we decided that since this is the last Sunday, we're going to do a bit of reflecting on this time of sabbatical. So for my part, I want to start by reading in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 8. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. And if it's teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. That, to me, kind of sums up this whole experience that we just went through. It names a lot of the things that people did during this time when they were gone. People served, people taught, people encouraged, people contributed to the needs of others, people showed leadership. So by us working together, we were able to get everything done, I think, that needed to be done. So Emily and Jeff and I want to thank those of you who stepped up and helped us out during this time. Um, you may have led worship, you may have helped out in the primary department with the opening. You have maybe given us words of encouragement or done an act of ministry that we maybe don't even know about, and you prayed. So thank you all for doing that. A few people deserve some special acknowledgement. First, Erica. She was the glue that held us all together. We were able to go on. So yes, if that if that's the main glitch that you forgot a PowerPoint slide, not a big deal. Uh, she had carried a lot of the responsibility for keeping things running smoothly, and we appreciate all the hard work that she did. Lamar did some of the extra preaching while Glenn was gone, and he was also available if we as ministry team had questions. Um, as Lamar mentioned in his message last week, Glenn is not the only one coming back. Rhonda is returning. So anybody who is involved in any of this music up here on the stage, you will know how much she has been missed. She has a very special talent and gift, and so it will be so nice to have her back on the piano. So, but we also have to show appreciation to Andy. So Rhonda's like, I'm gone for three months. Andy, you're going to have to take the lead. So we appreciate his willingness to do that. And it's not always easy to take a hymn and make it guitar friendly when there is no piano or anything there. So we appreciate what he did and how much he cares for the music of our church. Another accomplishment is we put in a new kitchen while Glenn was gone which is pretty major. I think for Glenn, he's like, I didn't have anything to do with it. So you can't complain to him because he's like, I was gone. So for that, we want to thank Joe Gingrich. Joe took the lead on that project and did a good job. I mean, considering that it was torn out the 9th of August and what, we need faucets now that Lynn's back from vacation. And so we'll, and we're then, Joe, 
pretty much done, right? Okay, but the yeah, but except for that, you know, you hear all these horror stories about delays and product delays and we're waiting on this, and this has really gone smoothly. Product was there when it needed to be, so we appreciate that. We appreciate, I was so pleased that night when they tore out the kitchen, when I came here and saw how many people had shown up to work. That kitchen was full of people tearing out, and people, the people who came and packed up the kitchen, and now the kitchen has been put back together, it's been cleaned. So we appreciate all of that, how many people turned up to help. Uh, lastly, I wanna thank Jeff and Emily. We've been meeting pretty regularly to keep kind of on track and keep touch with each other. So I thank them for the time that they gave and their insights and their dedication to this church. So I've always felt that this church, one of the things we do well is we help out when there's a need. And so I think people have pitched together during this time. Uh, what it has shown me is that we do, that's something that we do well. During this time, I've developed some new relationships and gotten to know some people better during this last three months. So I think it's been good for us as a church to know that we can do this. We can continue to do the good work here and that we don't have to rely on Glenn to do everything, that there are things we can do. So remember, we are the church. We, all of us, are Arthur Mennonite Church. had written sabbatical, my experience, what have I learned on a piece of paper for a really long time with nothing underneath it. And the other day Jeff said, what could go wrong? And I was like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> so I sat down and came up with kind of three takeaways from this experience. Um, first of all, starting anything with a good joke is beneficial to anyone and entertainment for my husband. <laughs> Second, I have learned even more to value my quiet study time with the Lord, and I'll elaborate on that a little bit later. And third, we have a beautiful body of Christ here at AMC with so much support. So here's my joke. <laughs> I just burned 2,000 calories. That is the last time I leave brownies in the oven while I take a nap. <laughs> All right, and to touch on my second point, um, I think my biggest takeaway from the sabbatical and being a part of this ministry team is being able to discover my own path through the word of God. Um, Hebrews 4, 12 through 13 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are uncovered, laid bare before the eyes of him who we must give account. So I've always enjoyed Bible studies and devotionals, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with these methods of study. But this year, and especially this summer, I have really opened up my heart to what the Bible and the Lord alone have to say about my life and my purpose. And so I really set aside the words of people and other opinions to find my own quiet conversation with the Lord. 
the Bible and prayer have really allowed me to discover the condition of my own heart and my own spiritual maturity. And most of the time, my studies and conversations have left me very vulnerable and emotional, but most importantly, strengthened, left with a sense of peace and true love from Christ. And then to again touch on my third point, I am so very happy to be a part of this body of Christ here at AMC. I cherish my relationships that I have and connections that I have with people here. And my family is constantly surrounded by kind and caring and supportive people. And this is a wonderful group of people to grow with and to learn with and to work alongside. So again, we thank you so very much for all of that. Good morning. I'd uh, love to get up here and tell you that that whole missing the slide was a test, but it really wasn't. Um, it's funny how things like that happen at certain moments where you're like, it's interesting how my first topic um, over the last three months, the first thing when I was reflecting uh, how I felt when I knew that he was going to go on sabbatical, when he was going to go on sabbatical, um, feeling of inadequacy. Um, and so I personally just want to thank everyone for your grace because I cannot think of a certain week where everything has been exactly perfect the way it needs to be. But luckily, again, like um, Nancy and Emily have shared, you all have been wonderful and we've made it work. And uh, so I appreciate that. But I do um, want to touch on on the front of your bulletin is the scripture. I kind of had the... Uh, pleasure of coming up with bulletin covers every week. Typically, when Glenn would do his sermons, he would pick what he wanted the slides to look like for his message, and then I would base the bulletin on what he picked. So that was kind of one major difference for me. I, uh, What I liked about that was when I would learn about what the message was going to be about, I would actually have to do a little more research on my end uh, and read the scripture and kind of get an understanding of what do I think the message is going to be about. And so then I would pick the bulletin cover, I would pick the slides and all of that. So that was kind of a really neat way for me to dig into the scripture a little closer than maybe I would have normally the week ahead. Um, so that was really cool. So I want to just um, read the entire uh, passage, sorry, I just want to make sure I'm reading the right one here. Um, so I'm actually going to start with verse 17 into verse 18. So it says, therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and the fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be, be the glory both now and forever. Amen. And so that verse stuck out to me um, because... From my position, the ministry team took on things that I guess in my mind I saw as, okay, they need to be able to kind of take up the position of the relationship and things like that with, uh, with our church body. But I felt like if I can make sure and take care of all of the background things, that's less that they have to worry about. And so I thought that was kind of why it was important um, for me to take on that role. So I probably saw it from more of a logistical point. Uh, when I learned that Glenn was leaving um, 
he was leaving the week before Bible school. <laughs> that was probably the most stressful time for me. Once I got past VBS and him kind of being gone that first two weeks, I felt like I could breathe a little bit. But um, that was probably the time where I felt the most inadequate. And um, I felt like this was God telling me, this is what I mean by make it uh, about service and not so much about how perfect can you be. And that's maybe sometimes difficult for me. I have a problem. My children will tell you that I have a control issue. I think I'm fine, but... <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was interesting. I was really upset that I couldn't be here uh, the weekend that Ashley and Doc were here because um, I always like seeing Ashley for sure and, and catching up with Doc. But it was so sweet. I told Ashley to go look at my office because she had not seen the office since it got redone and I wanted her to see it. And so she, of course, in her loving way, left me some sticky notes on my computer. And uh, I feel like she probably still knows me. One that... Uh, really stuck out to me that uh, just for the sabbatical and everything, it really stuck out. She put, be content with your capacity. And so I am the person that feels like I really don't want to say no. I can just, if I just add one more thing, we're going to make it work. We can do it all. And I think realizing one, that you can't do it all um, is a big revelation it was for me and two if I'm if I'm going to give my time and my service and be faithful instead of doing so many things at a mediocre level what is God telling me that needs to be a priority what am I supposed to be focused on so I think that was a big one that I took away these last three months I think learning that it's okay to say no because God wants you to say yes to something else I think that was really important um and then just to touch on, like uh, Nancy and Emily have really talked about, is community. Um, I'm involved with a lot of things, not only here at church, but school and organizations outside of church. And I see the struggles that other organizations and groups and even churches are having getting people involved. And, pe and you tend to have a very small group of people doing everything and I feel like this church body is so good at everyone knows their gifts everyone's willing to give their time and no matter what that gift is it's all important it's all important to the growth growth of our church and so that uh, made me look up um, this passage this is second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. 
Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store for seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And so I thought that passage was really perfect for us about you know, we all selflessly, I feel like, have our gifts. We give them freely, and we aren't doing it to be compared to others. We're not doing it to look better than anyone else. I think we really are doing it because we feel like the love of Christ is is compelling us to do so. So I really wanted to say thank you for the grace and um, letting uh, me make mistakes and not telling me I need to go find a different job. <laughs> So I did, and I want to I want to say thank you to the ministry team. Um, I've never felt like I wasn't doing things the way I should. I always felt very supported, and if I needed anything, they were always there to help. So I really appreciate Nancy and Jeff and Emily in that way as well. dangerous having four people speak in one morning um, and then you have a special music on top of it and there's a chance the singer may have some long explanation of uh, of the reasoning and how it how the song spoke to them so uh, so yeah um, we could have had we put all kinds of pot roasts and casseroles at risk this morning I feel um, or there could have been a chance that we don't beat the Baptist to our favorite restaurant Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we don't burn any more calories today. Uh, we've seen in this time uh, uh, a bunch of shifting around. Everyone's shifted around at this time. And, uh, and I think through this, we're thankful for um, the new voices we've heard. And we're going to be thankful for the return of other voices. Everyone shifts a little bit, though, when any of us is gone. Any one of us, even though we don't uh, play maybe some specific written-down part, um, is critical to the experience we all have any given Sunday morning or with the church throughout the week. There's not one of us here who is less significant to who we are as Arthur Mennonite Church. Throughout this time, we've seen a resilient and adaptive congregation. I can think of one particular morning in which, uh, uh, through a little oversight, uh, I thought things were a little out of order. And uh, we all adjusted, and I don't think anyone noticed. Um, but it helped my morning go particularly a little bit better that day. Uh, as people were able to accommodate that. We can think of uh, um, 
problems with PowerPoint that uh, it's amazing how no sermons were ruined by our problems with PowerPoint. Um, we found out that uh, that video has been a problem, and of course, right after finding that, we have another video in a sermon, and the slides work the entire Sunday. Um, miraculously, it seemed. But through this time, uh, we've seen a congregation that uh, pulls together and uh, was able to make everything seem pretty ordinary. Sabbath has taken on uh, different connotations throughout the history of the world. We see it originally when God created the world in six days, and on the seventh, he chose rest. He later seemed to require man to rest on the seventh day within his commandments. He said, said we should work on six and rest the seventh. We saw a redefinition of Sabbath throughout the scripture, whether it was the resting of land during the Jubilee cycle, every seven years allowing the land to rest and recover, and then a 50th year in which there would be a celebration of the way God has blessed them through that time, a canceling of debts, and a start of a new cycle. Then Jesus came along and he explained Sabbath as not a burden to appease, to appease an angry God, but a gift for man that he might rest. Ultimately, then we find it redefined as our eternal rest with God in eternity. Glenn's sabbatical was not just for him, but it was for this whole congregation. Through, though all, all he wished to accomplish in this time, I hope he was also able to find revitalization in the process. We have seen people stretched in capacities, maybe most notably in the pulpit, as delivering a message from the word of God was spread throughout the congregation. I'm thankful that I was given the opportunity to present a sermon series and explore the ideas uh, they held uh, those messages held in a way that I wasn't uh, able to do and can't do in a way uh, uh, delivering a message every few months. In some ways, that burden was three straight weeks uh, and very tough. In other ways, that consistency aided the process. Much of that process inspired me, and I was able to see God's provision in it. Whether it was lectionary passages themselves that, in my perception, perfectly were perfectly appropriate to the moment. Or having interruptions those weeks, having to travel and deliver kids to or from church camp, that ended up clearing my mind and opening my understanding to a particular text on a given week. 
I was able to write up and back and hear uh, the wisdom of Fred Craddock uh, speak into me about uh, how to approach various texts. And, uh, and breaking up that time, I was wondering how uh, this added or this subtracted six or eight hours uh, would affect my ability to present a message. We saw changes from the ordinary day-to-day uh, -day cycle, but that can break us out of cycles and see things in, a, in new and fresh ways. Worship these past few months was really very ordinary week to week, made possible by many stepping into roles that weren't ordinary to them at all. Maybe in the next few months or years, we will see God inspire people practicing their ordinary roles in ways that aren't so ordinary. Would you please stand with me as we close this, uh, this service this week? Please bow with me. Lord God, we thank you for granting this congregation this time, this experience over the last few months. We pray that the fruit of this exercise may continue to reveal it, itself in the weeks, months, and years ahead. That we've all been revitalized in various ways. Our eyes have been new, open to new possibilities. That Glenn and Rhonda have been refreshed uh, by rest, but have also seen uh, how their particular ministries within this congregation may be changed and adapted. We pray your hand uh, of guidance to continue over this congregation. May it be changed and be a changing entity in Arthur and the world around us. May we continue to rely on our strength when things don't seem so ordinary. May we continue to trust in you every day. Please bless this church and these individuals here at Arthur Mennonite Church. And may we be a blessing to everyone we meet. We pray all this in the name of your son, Christ Jesus. Amen. Have a great week.